Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. As you can see behind me, I'm at work in my office. Uh, never done a podcast from here before, so likely somebody's going to come in the door at any time. So, um, but this week it's just going to be a show by myself. I just kind of wanted to go over something. I'll, you know, as I learn things, I want to try to impart that with anybody else that I can. Uh, but first, I want to say congrats to the Native Watercraft you know, the big limit power hour, whatever it is up on Gunnersville. Really wish I could have been there. I love Gunnersville. They just, the schedule came out late after we had already scheduled everything in the state. So it just wasn't something I could fish or I'd well love to. I hope if they do it there again next year that they, uh, you know, were able to work that in schedule and they plan it a little bit further ahead. Um, but yeah, Josh Steele, he won the big fish. Congrats to him. Uh, obviously, there were hourly winners and Jordan Marshall, uh, Kusa Kingfisher's t- teammate. He whooped everybody. Like almost, I think, doubled up. Uh, Ethan Jett, who had a great day, but uh, you know, that MLF style, every fish counts limit. So he destroyed everybody with 300 inches. Congrats to him. Uh, also, wanted to give a shout out to Armando on the other show from uh, at Bass Kayak and Beers, the real life. Uh, if you haven't watched the show, go over there and check it out. It has great shows and uh, uh, does a lot of different things and topics. And it's really great an interview. I know their podcast that I always enjoy. So if it's not something you listen to, go ahead and check that out. But this week, um, well, last weekend, we had the Alabama Kayak Anglers Tour. And it was on Chattahoochee River slash Lake Harding down in southeast Florida, southeast Alabama. It's um, kind of in between. It's north of Eufaula, south of West Point Lake. Uh, yeah, so great fishing. A shoal bass area, I wasn't able to catch one. And it's the first time I'd ever been there. Didn't get to practice like usual, uh, with, you know, just life. And um, But went down there. I kind of just picked an area. Never been there. Um, I'm not going to show up because a lot of people listen to the show, but it was just kind of an offshoot of the main river. So my idea was that was about maybe five miles, four or five miles area. There was some places up by the dam. There was an offshoot of the river, like a canal, not a canal, but a, like a separate, uh, a parallel part of the river from the main river. And um, so I thought I'd fish down that. Uh, come out onto the main river, fish some pockets. And then at the end of the day, about two o'clock, it ended, the tournament ended at 3.30. Like at the end of the day, the last hour or so, they were going to turn on a current. And I was going to, you know, probably go up and try to fish by the dam a little bit more and try to get some of those activated fish by the moving water. I'd went out there. I got down there after work early enough on Friday where I could kind of see they really push a lot of water through there. So I kind of wanted to be as close as I could because even with motor, I've got my Newport and Pat and pedaling and my Hobie, I was concerned about being able to get back up there. And also the water was really low. So there was some areas I even had to get out and drag my kayak. But um, if you look at the numbers, they were, it wasn't tough, tough out there, but it wasn't like it's a summer event. So it's not like the fish were just on. So number one river event a saturday i wasn't going to fish a lake most of the time 
in the summer. I'm going to try to stay away from the lake if I can. I would say my primary is going to be off the lake if I can of a, a lake that's going to have a lot of boat traffic. Sometimes that could be difficult. Although I just had Garrett Morgan on last week, go back and listen to that show where he was talking about fishing with boat pressure. And sometimes that's the right thing to do. But in this situation, I thought I'm going to motor to my area and just try to get away from everybody else. Hopefully a lot of boats couldn't get back there. So just kind of fishing that virgin water for the day. That's the way I think about it. Like I want to be the if I can be the first person to fish a stretch of water, if I have to move around, I don't necessarily care what section I'm fishing. I just want to fish a section that fish haven't seen a bait that day yet. So that was my plan. <laughs> so the tournament started really early. I'm going to do a rundown and get to the point of milking a location for all it's worth. And that's, I ended up in third place uh, it was a pretty small event, got third, had a couple of jump off that would have won it for me. I actually just ordered some different hooks. Hopefully I tried to resolve that situation. I've talked about it before, a couple of them were on a wacky rig where I fished that VMC Ike approved needless uh, weedless Nico hook. I use it for both my Nico and my wacky. And I tried the new red line one and it just, something about it, my, Everything has stayed same, worm, rod, reel, uh, cross line, crossover hooks, crossover rings, all that was exactly the same, but my hook changed and I've been, my fish catch ratio went way down. The hook is a little bit stiffer and maybe the coating on it, the barb, maybe just ones I got, I don't know, but I just ordered the old ones, so I'm going to go back to those. Sidetrack there, but so I went out there, started fishing. Um, it was real early that we went out before sunrise and the, the water was so low, I had to get out and drag just to get back to my area. Uh, so kind of lost a little bit of time doing that, especially being somewhere new. I wasn't sure exactly, you know, how I was going to go. You can see it on the map, but a lot of it, even on Navionics, wasn't, they had never had a boat in there because it's usually pretty shallow and the water was low. So. What didn't really know what to expect, I'll say that. So I went in there, it took me a while to get to an area that was fishable, um, that I thought was fishable. Maybe it was more up in the shallow. I started fishing, uh, you know, just starting off with a top water, like you kind of want to do, catch a shoaly, catch a big largemouth, uh, want to catch a big fish early in the morning. So start off with a top water, did that for maybe 30 minutes, no bites. Um, start throwing just moving baits I, I think i threw a square bill around i threw um a spinner bait i threw a chatter bait just kind of working my way through the baits i'd already brought before i started tying something on so that's kind of what i do like i'll bring rods i'd have all different kinds of i don't really care about the bait most of the time i just care about what water column it's hitting if it's moving finesse, power bait, whatever it is, just all the different kinds of baits. So I kind of cycle my way through them. And I think I brought six rods because I want them to be down low because I knew I'd be fishing around a lot of trees. And then my Hobie, obviously it has the horizontal rod storage. So I kind of went really, actually, I think I brought seven. So I 
really wanted to be light and not have any standing up, so I didn't bring a whole lot of rods. So I started going about an hour, hour and a half in. It was like, this is not going very good. And the way I think about it, this is just visually how I think of fish. Whenever it's a good day, I think of it like a bubble around a fish. That's the strike zone. On a good day, the strike zone is big. Um, you know, it's, let's say it's three, four feet across on a good day. It's a great day. It could even, let's say it's five feet or, you know, during the spawn, there could be different things that affect that. But a lot of times, you know, I think of the fish as being, having like a five foot bubble around them, four or five feet. Like if I throw it in that area, that's in the strike zone, a good day, that four or five foot bubble is what I need to be in to catch fish. <clears throat> Whenever things start to get tougher, it's either, I either need to go finesse and their strike zone has gotten a lot smaller. So I either need, they're either up to cover or I have to be closer into that bubble. So I'm throwing more precise baits like flipping a wacky rig, going finesse, uh, because they're not as as aggressive, so they want something a little bit more, you know, smaller finesse style, or something I have to put it right on their head. So I started flipping. I caught a couple, had a couple of little wolf packs of spots come out, and um, so yeah, so I knew that these fish were there were some fish, but I really wasn't seeing what I wanted to. Another thing that you're always going to look for in the summer. Another reason I went. <clears throat> excuse me, upriver was two big major factors, especially if you're on a river system, is current, obviously, it brings the food to them, or second, colder water, because the water is very hot. It was up in the 80s. I think it was 95 degrees that day, so the water was 82, 83 all day. And um, so really trying to find some water it's a little bit cooler coming in from a creek is i mean it's like jackpot if you can find it a lot of the creeks there were also silted in so you really couldn't get back in there so what happened was i'm fishing 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 catching a couple small ones nothing good i get to this little creek this little run in from this main parallel kind of second river to the main river and there's a little creek coming in and I throw my bait out on the point and I catch one. It ended up coming off, which reason for the new hooks. So at that time I'm, I'm off. I've already went finesse top waters. You know, I got it stand up or it's down in the boat, like top waters done. I've given up on that. Anything fun. <laughs> All the fun baits are already out the window. Like I'm, I'm just trying to get a bite now just trying to get something going. So I threw up on the bank off this point where this creek is coming in. It's very small. It's only like, let's say 30 feet wide, small creek. I throw up there, it's like a 17 or 18, jumps, comes off, spits my bait. So that's the best one I've seen all day. And this is, there's phrases that people say like, don't leave fish to catch fish, you know, don't, don't leave the fish biting or whatever people want to say, you know, you've heard all these kind of things before. And this is one of those times where, okay, 
I've been shown, I've been blessed. I've been shown a good fish here. What is going on here? It's, it's time to like put on the thinking cap. Let's go to work and see what's happening. So the first thing I do, I figure out what's happening with this location. I look at my temperature. I see the temperature is like five degrees cooler coming from that creek. Boom. So I know right there, there's a little bit of water coming. I think the lower dam, they were pulling a little bit of water. They weren't pushing it into the river yet or releasing it into the lake, but they were pulling it at the lower end of the lake. So there was a little bit of current earlier in the morning. So I think that was pulling some water out of the creek that was already very low. I'll talk about that in a second. So I catch a fish. I'm like, okay, I look at what's going on here. This is off of a point. I turn on my side scan. I can see there's a couple brush piles up there, like not even brush piles, like big underwater trees that have been flooded. There's a couple of them. So I'm kind of looking around and then there's like a seven foot ridge. It goes up high going into that creek, kind of at a slant, uh, kind of at a, let's say 30 degrees. If you're looking into the creek, 30 degrees off the front of the creek is a ridge that's coming down. It's about seven feet deep. So that's the drop. I can see some fish up there. And then, so I know that there's fish there. So obviously the first thing you want to do rather than going up, you've identified there's a fish there. And this, this is my thinking. I'm sure everybody can do it a little bit different. This is me just trying to share my experience. So number one is I'm going to back off. I'm going to work my way out. I'm, I'm thinking about this like I don't want to spook any fish. First, I want to fish as far back as I can and get those fish. So at this time, I've moved out. I've turned on my side scan. I'm looking around the best I can. I go to both before the point, before the entrance of the creek, the north side of it, and the south side of it, just kind of scan around and looking. I didn't bring a live scope because I thought I'd be fishing shallow most of the day, so that would have been great as well. Didn't bring it. <clears throat> okay, so I, first I start fishing the point. I pull out a jerkbait, you know, pop twitch, just a regular mega bass junior uh you can go back and listen to the show with uh, ronaldo <laughs> um I, I had a let's just say i had a jerk bait show not too long ago rolando nandine there you go <laughs> ain't chuck wise that show i learned a whole lot so please if you're thinking about jerk bait fishing go back and listen to that one and i it's really helped me this year i've won two big bass because of it so yeah good show uh, a valuable show for me so i'm thinking about i'm throwing that jerk bait i'm and i ended up catching like a big giant striper okay so sometimes it's hard to tell especially on side scan a striper usually the way they're kind of suspended in the middle or if you're looking at down scan they kind of look more like spaghetti to me like it's long lines, long wavy lines. That's usually what stripes look like to me or hybrids. So I catch a, uh, I thought it was like a, you know, a big sholey or something because I'm trying to catch a sholey. And uh, so I catch this big striper. I'm like, all right, 
there's it's a mixed bag here so that might be some of the fish so then i do see fish on bottom so then i throw out an eco rig and i start trying to fish the bottom a different water column to try to hit a different species because bass a lot of times are going to be on bottom or chase up from the bottom rather than just suspend not that they can't suspend but majority of the time so i ended up catching one on an eco rig i'm like okay there's a few fish here so i fish 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 i do catch a couple nothing crazy and i ended up in third place with 81 inches so I, I did it ended up being a pretty good day but i you know i needed that first fish that jumped off and then later there was another one i missed okay so there's i'm thinking about different patterns the only thing i fish right now is this point so now i'm going the other the first fish i caught was right up on the bank up on the main point of where that ridge comes out so i fish that point that's i try that i don't remember all the fish i caught but i fished up there i caught another one and i realized they're really down inside those trees so i start i threw out a texas rig and i start trying to fish that i'm sure as you know, some other baits I could have thrown, um, you know, just kind of, they were smurged five, six feet uh, or up to seven. I couldn't see it, but I kind of just start throwing inside those trees. I know it's not going to get hung up. I ended up having a big bite. It never got it. Um, so then I fished right up on the point. I caught a couple. Uh, the other point, I ended up catching a couple uh, off laydowns. So just right there where there was a temperature difference, they were both on both ends of the creek. So now I've caught them off the point, pattern one. Right up on the bank in the laydowns, point two. That's pattern two. Third, I start thinking, I'm going to go up in this creek. I'm going to see what's going on up in there. Maybe there's a lot of fish. So I get up there. There's a couple big laydowns. I fish. I catch a couple. Um uh, I ended up catching maybe a dozen fish, 12, 15 fish all through the day. So I go up into this creek and it's totally silted. Like you cannot, cannot get in there. Except on the north side, there's a little tiny area about 10 feet wide or less. Some place ended up only being like five feet like really small where there was enough water maybe a foot foot and a half of water on that one side of the creek because the water was really low where there was actually able fish were able to move and that little spot was loaded up so well i guess what happened is whenever the water dropped all those fish pulled out a lot of them pulled out from the creek and suspend and hung out outside that little creek and there was a couple still left trying to stay in the creek and they had the ones i caught had red lips so i'm thinking they're eating crawfish that's i don't know that's why i think red red lips means crawfish because they're kind of like gnawing on the bottom i see red lips I, I think i need to throw a crawfish bait so then i'm flipping and i catch a couple other ones i had a big one come up and jump off and I think I ended up catching five fish in this, like, nothing water, like one, one half feet of water, five feet wide on one side of this little creek. And I dragged my big 
pro angler. I'm dragging it all like I probably drug it like 500 yards back into this creek as far as I could in like a couple of inches of water. It's just enough water to help me kind of move it a little bit. So I'm not just dragging it on dry land. And um, so I get back there. There's there's no fish out back there at all. I wasted a good hour doing that. So I come back. I'm really hoping a couple more I've loaded up in that little, you know, the little side stream there in, the, in that creek nothing there wasn't anything there i guess that was only a few fish that were there so i pulled back out i ended up catching i kind of worked my way a little bit further down on both sides of the pocket uh and some other lay downs i catch a couple i had one like i was stuck on a a tree and i pull it off and he about come up out of the water to eat it which was uh it was crazy it was a lot of fun so then i motor all the way out and I'm sorry if I'm talking low. I am at work. So I motor all the way out of this creek, uh, out of this little parallel river. I go all the way down to the main lake. There's a couple pockets. I've tried to fish down there. Um, I got my Newport floored. I'm going five miles an hour. And I fish these little pockets, nothing. It just looks dead. And also, I want to know where the hell is all the grass on the Chattahoochee? Like, it was a little bit of bank grass, but it was, like, surprisingly a major lack of grass I'm, i wonder if it's always that way or they sprayed or what because i was expecting a lot more grass i'll say that so that's main lake main river sucked pod those pockets sucked i come back i fish that area a little bit more i think i upgraded one more i go from like 70 to 71 inches um a couple fish had an opportunity there to to win it but ended up with third it was enough for angler of the year barely snuck out and beat lance coley who runs the trail but uh yeah he's absolutely one of the top five anglers in the state easy and uh yeah great guy I appreciate him running the trail, but I was able to sneak out Angler a year, so I'm excited about that. And won a $500 ZPro gift card, so that's cool. So I guess the main point of the show and why I want to have it is I want to try to, if I learn something, I want to try share it. That little tiny cut in the creek, that's something that I'm going to think about from now on. Anytime I go and I see the water is pulled out of a creek, if there's any water left at all, it might have the fish up in that little bit of water because they want to try to stay in the creek. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be looking for that. every. I can't think of a situation where it was so pronounced like that before. So that's something I'm definitely going to you know, put in the memory bank. But the main point is... To go to a new lake and to find something that, you know, just off the wall, a place that there were so many fish in one area, and it's, they weren't obvious. There were a few out on the, the main that ledge uh, off the drop, but there really wasn't much. And if I hadn't just stayed there, thought about all the different patterns, thinking that, man, these fish, I, I can't see them but I really think there's some things going on here that I need to investigate. So sometimes I, I saw some like three boaters go by me, just flip, 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 flip. They're going, you know, spinnerbait. They're going down the bank. They're moving. I'm just like, cause I came from a boat. I'm like, man, them people are, they just missed all these fish. 
they absolutely just blew right by them. So sometimes, not all the time, and that's the toughest thing in fishing, you know, knowing when to stay and when to go. But sometimes whenever you, you really need, especially whenever things are tough, try to expand on a spot and try to milk it for all it's worth. Work all the way down from that. Maybe it's a big top water all the way down to a net. Try all the different baits. Hit them with everything you can and really try to clean up an area before you move on. Luckily, that's really all I had and all I found. I was able to do that this weekend, but man, uh, so many times it seems like I have fished past fish and I've been, I'm a, I was maybe on a spot that could have done so much more. You know, so if you get a clue, if you catch that one fish and it's something, you know, it's a lay down, don't just never just catch one fish in a place and then immediately move on. Try to at least follow up and see if there's something else going on there. That's kind of the main point, but, uh, but really working, cycling through all your baits, all the different, you know, top to bottom speeds, finesse, whatever it is, uh, whatever you have in your kayak available to you that you can fish that way to really try to clean out an area before you leave. That's a, yeah, it's a great thing to do. And this week it was, it helped me out. So I just want to share that. Uh, I don't do this very often, but I would like to thank my personal sponsors, C Pro Lithium, won their gift card this weekend. Really appreciate them uh, putting money back into our grassroots trails, our local stuff and national stuff. So uh, thank you to them. Uh, Exxon Lures, a lot of my fish, I've talked about so much, but the, uh, the True Center stick, it's a Senko style bait. Really love those. Uh, I think you've got like, Yamamoto and then everything else. I think at the top of the everything else list for price, because I, I mean, they're only like four bucks a pack, half the price of Yamamoto that you can, I mean, they're as good as everything, anything else out there. Truly believe that. Um, third, man, and they are having a crazy sale right now. If you're in Alabama or Georgia, Tennessee, make the drive to Bucks Island and Gadsden, Alabama. If you're looking for a Hobie, They've got them on sale right now. So holler at Big Chap. You can look on my Facebook friends and you'll see him. He has some really good sales going on right now of the 23s before the 24s come in. So go holler at them. And last but not least, Yak Gadget. They have good stuff. Uh, yeah, just like Yak Gadget, Yak Attack. They have some stuff on there that's just, they've got some products that are top of line and that. Uh, you know, everybody has them on their boat, so not sure what else to say about that. Their quality and the owner's great. I actually did a show with him not too long ago, too. So great success story of somebody that just wanted to be in the sport and figured out how to do it. Used his abilities to make a business to, you know, to help anglers, and, and it's worked out for him, too. So that's it. I appreciate y'all listening. If you have any questions or show suggestions, as always, some tip page, and I'll be happy to see if I can do a show on. I've got a list of a few y'all have sent in, so they are coming eventually. It'll happen. All right. Thanks, everybody. See y'all next week.